Yeah. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, what's up? Missed the person, but uh, technical difficulties will get better. Uh, so, what other mediums of art inspire your photography? Like uh, photo books, anything on Instagram, uh, YouTube channels? Um, what inspires you? Um, I would say... <laughs> Um, I had someone ask me that before. I think it was you. I don't know. Someone asked me if I have like someone I look up to and I'm like, no, not really. Like I watch channels and stuff, but it's no one where I'm just like, oh my God, I wish I could really do that. Well, you know what? There's those guys that I told Mike about. I really like them, but that's like video and I try to stay away from video. Uh, they do For like now. hyperlapses. Yeah. Hell yeah. For, for now, right. <laughs> we'll get you one day. Yeah. No, hyperlapses are super fun. They do like hyperlapses and time lapses and stuff like that. Yeah, you're you're getting really good with the time lapses and stuff. Those are really cool. Yeah, for sure. It's like the middle part between video and photography. Right, right. So I, I I'm okay with that part. Right. <laughs> I do. I do get inspired by uh, things I see. Um, I watch a movie, and I'll see uh, like a like a scene. Oh, what movie was I watching? That Knives Out, I think it was called. Uh, had Daniel Craig in it. It was like a murder mystery kind of thing, like Clue. Interesting. And, uh, there was a scene where they were in a courtyard, and it was him and in the in the female and the actress that was in the scene with him. And whenever the camera was on his face. He was kind of had like this shrouded in darkness kind of heavy contrast the way that the light was hitting his face like he was almost hidden. And then whenever the camera was on the woman's face, it was all soft and like softer lit and you could see all of her features. And it was like uh, it created like this this odd dynamic between the two of them. And I always and I thought that was kind of cool. I mean, it goes back to conversation we had before about uh, lights in general, but um, whenever I see stuff like that, it's like, oh man, now I got to pay attention to more stuff in this. And then I wonder how they do it. And then how can I learn something from that and apply it to something else that I do? So it kind of, whenever I see something that interests me at all, I, I kind of want to know how to, how to do it and then how I can apply it, not to use it or overuse it or exploit it or any way, but just things sure. like that inspire me to, mm -hmm. to try something different. Maybe I wouldn't have done before. And and then figure out if if that sorry if that fits into my style at all. Sure, I like it. Um, <clears throat> that's one of the things that I've been uh, um, rabbit holing recently is uh, uh, the world of cinema and like uh, it's a the the things that you can take away from it uh, and apply it to photography. Uh, there's been a couple of YouTubers that have been uh, that I watched that uh, cover the uh, <clears throat> like just just different like uh, um, composition effects on how uh, uh how a photo can make you feel because like we're always talking about like the basic basic rules of composition like rule of thirds or leading lines or um dynamic symmetry or something like that but like we don't really think about how those things could make you feel make how those things could make a photo make you feel so like uh um with the rule of thirds if you place your subject uh um on the rule of thirds on the the three lines make it the the lower third um you could enhance and make somebody 
notice a sense of like loneliness because like your subjects isolated in the frame and like the if you leave a big negative space on on the other side of the frame um it just kind of enhances that feeling of loneliness or like uh, you put everybody in a frame a wide angle shot and you put them on the top half of the um third lines um it give them a, a bit more importance in the frame and like you can um kind of make your subject have a, a little bit more of a sense of power uh there's just so many different things you can do and like those things also include like different lighting effects like uh mm -hmm. we always talk about like moody lighting or like uh, um how a, a, a photo is moody but it's like you have vignette line vignetting on the sides that like enhance the drama in a photo and like all of those things are also used in cinema and like the some of the greatest movies or like directors include all of that stuff to like really tell a story within four by three frame and like we could take all those lessons that they learn and apply in in cinema to photography and i think that's just so cool so that's i'd I'm trying to learn those techniques and and watch other types of cinema than like the the blockbuster stuff to try to figure those things out in my own work. Maybe apply it a little bit. Yeah, I think nice. that's pretty cool. That's one of the reasons why I because we've talked before about how I just love horror films, and that's one of the re one of the reasons why I watch the ones that I watch because they're not big blockbuster films, but people are having to use like almost no budget and trying to figure out how to tell the story the way that they tell it with the, with the mood and the light and the, the sound design and the practical effects because they can't afford the, the CGI and all that stuff with the, with all that. And um, I'm not necessarily like driven to make a film or anything, but to see the DIY approach to dealing with all that stuff behind the scenes and just imagining what they might have done is is kind of inspiring to me. Sure. Yeah. You're not trying to make a film yet. You shut your mouth. <laughs> you never know. Maybe we'll get into it one day. I mean, have I mean, did you think you'd be where you are now? Like before, like when you first started, we're like what we're doing like right now. Would you ever think that, hey, I'd I'd be on a podcast? No, uh, I, I really hate being in front of a camera. Um, to be completely <laughs> honest, I leave my camera up behind my monitor like this for like days at a time. And I talk to it all day just to make it like less awkward when I'm on, when I'm actually recording. Cause like, I, I just can't do it, man. Uh, I, I stutter. I, I have to like script things out and then I end up looking at the, the, the monitor instead of looking into the camera and <laughs> it just messes me up so much. Um, and then I turn robotic. So, uh, yeah, I'm consciously trying to make an effort to look at the, at the lens whenever I'm talking, it's, it's real difficult. Like I'll glance down here difficult. and then I'll look at myself and then I'll look back at the lens and, mm -hmm. and do all that trying to do that. But it's, it's not easy for me either, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Make y'all, but yeah. not really like eye connection because you can't see me looking at you. So it's like, <laughs> Right. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That's the that's the hardest part about this is like, I'm looking at the camera, but I can see y'all right below it, and I want to look at your face when I'm talking to you. Right. But like, yeah. <laughs> I, I can't. And I'm gonna start that's wearing impossible. sunglasses so nobody can see it. 
that's actually not a terrible idea. I was thinking that earlier. <laughs> I, was like, I can't, I can't, I don't have prescription sunglasses, so I can't see anything. So yeah. <laughs> look like an asshole with shades on in, in your fucking room. <laughs> yeah. It's all dark in here and I've got my sunglasses on. It's, it's the lights y'all. It's really bright in here. <laughs> right. <laughs> but no, um, no, I mean, I tried to do, uh, you know, we attempted to do a podcast before me and a friend of mine and, uh we've you know done a done a few different things but it's uh it's difficult um i keep talking about how i was in a band and played music and all that stuff uh before you know but it's the same kind of thing where you get all these people together to try to accomplish a goal and you know sometimes timing isn't great and sometimes not everybody's in the same place at the same time with what they want to do and mm-hmm. and all of that so it's like herding cats sometimes to get anything that happens so it can be mm-hmm. it can be challenging so definitely I, I just like doing stuff so i'm i'm happy to do it right for sure it is a lot of fun um so are there any other mediums like uh we talked about cinema do y'all have any photo books or are you interested in any photo books or purchasing works from other photographers i have no photo books I've printed out a couple things, but I don't have any like photo books from anyone really. So, who's this guy? Hey, welcome to the podcast, sir. <laughs> Hi, thank you for the invitation, man. It's so great to be here. Right. <clears throat> so we were just talking about uh, um, other mediums and uh, whether, hmm, not whether. Do you have any other mediums of uh, art that inspire you to take photos? Uh, definition of medium for those who don't know, i.e. me. <laughs> um, so medium being like uh, um, movies, cinema, or like photo books, or things in everyday life. Like uh, you're walking down the street at... Uh, sunset golden hour and you see the way that uh the golden light bounces off the driveways in your neighborhood and it inspires you to go take some photos like anything like that or you look at your girlfriend and you're like oh my god she's a piece of artwork i need to take photos of this you know that's exactly what it is nothing nothing other than my girlfriend she's she's the exact reason why i continue my photography every single day Blink twice I, I if uh, yeah. blink twice if you're if you're fine. <laughs> oh wait, did you hear any of that? No. Video is horrible, man. It's horrible. <laughs> and the sound too. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> yeah. If you can turn the camera off, we can hear you though. I'll yeah. Deal that video. Yeah. <laughs> um, so do y'all have any goals um this year that uh, you'd like to reach with your photography? That's a little better. Anybody? Anybody got any goals? I just like no. to just keep driving and uh, trying to improve all the time, learn, learn new things, try to try to pick something and stick with it. Um, you know, cause 
I got my first real camera and I spent most of my time just trying to learn everything. And I've, and I've kind of grown into certain lines and things that I like to do. And I'd like to focus a little bit more and produce more of the type of content that I like doing rather than just whatever I was, whatever hit me that day to do. Justin, what about you, Jalissa? Do you have any goals? Um, I, I said Justin, so let you go. Um, <laughs> ladies and beards first. Oh, okay. Um, well, I think I mean my main goals is to just continue to do what I like to do without people interfering with that. Um, sure. I would like to start traveling more and taking photos and actually start maybe printing out prints and selling them. Um, that's something that I would actually like to do. I think a lot of people would love to do something like that because it doesn't really involve people as much, but yeah, that's my thing. That's yeah. My thing. Sure. Um, that actually leads to my next question. Have y'all printed any of your work? Um, as far Gosh. as my goals, I don't really have any, uh, except for maybe like doing, um, Never doing like uh, family photo portrait sessions, like uh, those little mini sessions. Um, we talked about it uh, while we were on vacation that uh, um, you could do those uh, little mini sessions, like 15, 20 minutes for a hundred bucks. You could knock out like four of those in an hour, do two hours worth of work. And you've got eight sessions to do. That'd be plenty to, to knock out over the course of a couple days. Um, Especially if like you do, I hate to say it, I don't like this word, but like if you do kind of like the cookie cutter, you've got specific shot that you want to get um, or that you have established that you know are going to be good quality photos, right. bang out like 15 of those shots in that 20 minute session. And then you know that you can go home, you can hit insert presets and all those photos are going to come out do a, uh, a quality that you're proud of and then get them out and yeah. you've made two hundred dollars an hour like or four hundred dollars an hour like over the end of the day like after editing and stuff you'll be down to like maybe a hundred dollars an hour but like that's more than like most people i know's like entire mm -hmm. week and you can knock that out in a weekend so yeah that's a lot um mm -hmm. i think it's exactly what you just said it's um it's a money thing it's like mainly sure. because i don't know if i mean maybe there are some photographers out there who feel like mini sessions or just like the quick money making sessions are like something they really love to do i mean that could be a thing mm -hmm. for people but i would think majority to them is just like I need to make some money. It's not so much, sure. oh my God, this is so creative because like you said, it's cookie cutter and you're just mm -hmm. going in there to get people in, get them out and just dish photos out. Like, here you go. Home Depot's listening sure. in and they're like, you know what, Miss Fulton? On that note though, uh, like, I think the separation a, of like, um, on I got your, making yeah, a got living your video. and then uh, being creative is necessary you, for that because uh, like, like we were talking earlier right about we, like how setting up the exact same shot and just hitting hitting the shutter button would just kill you on the inside being able to separate those two things like okay from on saturdays from two to six i'm at work and then every other day is my creative oh, fun day that. like mm -hmm. you you 
you make the money so that you can spend the time to actually be creative, I think is important in, mm-hmm. yeah, important. That's you can separate at. the two. Yeah. That's yeah. And if you're, if, if you're doing it seasonally too, it kind of creates enough mm-hmm. separation in between the times that you do that, that, that setting up for the event becomes just as much the creative process as, uh, as taking the image and doing the post. Mm-hmm. Sure. Cause like uh, those things take like, uh, I mean, there's so many different ways to do that. I see some people like they'll, they'll buy a bench. They'll buy like a $200 bench and mm-hmm. decorate it with pillows and wreaths and, and leaves. And like, they'll get, they'll go all out on that. But like that too is creative. So, I mean, yeah, true. sure you're banging out the same 30 shots, but at the same time, like you're paying for all the other things that you can do in life. And mm-hmm. that part is what I want to get to. Like I I love my job at Home Depot, but at the same time, like I love photography a lot more and I want to have more time to do that. And the only way I can do that would be through doing that kind of work, like doing the stuff that I don't like to do so that I have the time to do what I want to do. Right, right. Yeah. Good point. Don't tell Uncle Sam that. <laughs> Iris has joined the chat. <laughs> no, they they know how I feel, um, and I put my blood, sweat, and tears into that company for long enough. It's not like I'm going to be quitting anytime soon. This is like a by the end of the year, I'd like to have my first mini session. I think that's a reasonable goal to like. Uh, yeah, yeah. To to get to the point where I'm comfortable enough to do those mini sessions, I don't need to charge a hundred bucks. But like five, two, three year plan is to be able to charge a hundred dollars for one of those mini sessions or or more. I don't, I don't know. I'll I'll learn how how I want to do that. But like, be able to bang out those later on in life to eventually make that a full time job. Because I mean, you've got Christmas, you've got. October for Halloween, then you've got Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. then you got Christmas, and right after then those things, you've got like uh, Valentine's Day, and then you've got uh, senior graduation, uh, mm-hmm. and then you've got during the summer, you could do like high fashion stuff, uh, all the all the chicks that want to wear their bikinis and stuff like that, you can do those. Uh, then you could transition that into July, doing the uh, 4th of July stuff, and then right after that, senior photos, because everybody's going to have every year it's going to have a senior class you get uh, the the incoming seniors or um my first day at school whatever i don't know there's there's ways mm-hmm. to monetize that stuff but like there's ways that you would make it an all year round thing and i mean for eight hundred dollars a weekend you could make a pretty penny pretty fast uh yeah. for like 16 hours worth of work like I, i'm just saying like at a bare I mean, minimum of a hundred dollars a shoot, like I'll do the math right now. We'll do. <laughs> hey, I'll pay my taxes. Uh, I am happy to do so. <laughs> I mean, even I during mean, COVID, people were getting creative and doing like doorstep sessions and stuff like yeah, that. Right, sure. but so I mean, at the bare minimum of doing the 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 hundred dollar for fifteen minutes. That's $20,000 a month. Yeah, that's crazy. 
if you if you can get yourself to can to book enough consistent gigs to do that like 16 hours a week which not that many not that hard that's like three full days worth of photo shoots yeah just gotta knock it out and then mm -hmm. then you can rest and chill out yeah uh go do street photography or <laughs> i mean for twenty thousand dollars a month <laughs> Two hundred and thirty dollars a year. Two hundred thirty thousand dollars a year. I mean, uh, I'll fly to uh, New York City on a whim. Uh, just go have just fun, go. do fun stuff. Yeah, just to go. But I mean, that's the that's the hour that like doing the things that you don't want to do for the short term. The long term gains are, are worth it. It's just like mm -hmm. being able to separate those things. If you let it consume you, then yeah, you're it's gonna kill you. Yeah, that's different. Creatively, but I mean have fun with it. That's a dream, right? <clears throat> yeah, that that's the long term dream. I, I don't think I, I don't see myself getting to that point like in the next ten years. But right. if I can make half of that tenth of that i would be happy yeah yeah i mean I'd, I'd like i'd like to just you know sell prints and make a little bit of scratch that way i'm sure. not i'm not super uh committed to wanting to do portrait photography yeah uh there's there's just so many different ways to monetize it like you can do the prints um when i first started photography i went to go visit uh, a relative in san antonio and we went to an art show and there was this guy that had one of those big eight by 10 uh, prints, completely just jam packed full of prints. Like he'd go mm -hmm. to Costco and print out like $5,000 worth of prints. Right. But like each four by the, the four by sixes were 20 bucks. The uh, eight by 10 tens were 50 bucks. And the 20 by 30s were 100 bucks. If he sold one of those built crates full of uh, the, 10 by 30s, he's made his money back for all of those prints, and then everything else is play money. So, like January 1st, pick out 15 of your favorite photos and then go make 2,000 prints out of them and get yourself booked into those gigs. And, set like, up a booth. that's what set up, set up a booth every, right. every other weekend. And, like, if you can sell all of those in a year, you've more than made your money back for any of your expenses. You've paid for your equipment. Like, you can make a pretty penny out of it just taking the photos that people want to put in their homes yeah yeah i'd like to get there i think uh it's, it's like a i guess a business model or a dream to to monetize the work that i do i think that's where i'd rather be taking mm -hmm. photos of the things that make me feel good and then hopefully somebody else likes them enough to buy them and hang it up in their house sure yeah i don't mind doing the the portrait photography but um sometimes it's uh it's difficult the mindset that you have to have to be in it's almost like you have to have to take more into consideration what people want over what it is that you want and sure. that that can be difficult to do sometimes for sure that's for sure yeah. i understand that all the way <laughs> right it's a hard one uh, my goal for this. You're a robot, sir. Yeah. 
think I just want to fight. If I can do that, I mean, I'll be happy. I've seen uh, Justin, you're published. Um, Jalissa, maybe? I don't know. That was an accident. <laughs> ah, it, was, it, it happened, so it counts. True. True. So, so, I mean, that, that would be kind of like my thing. And then after that, um, yeah. Uh, see if I could do this uh, this mini shoot thing. So we'll we'll see how that works out. That'd be cool. Yeah, it it's fun. Have fun with it. Like like I said, it doesn't have to be like the only thing that you do creatively. Just like let it make you let it get you to the point where you can spend more time doing the things that you want to do rather than like like me, Jalissa, and you, Valentine. We have to work full time outside of this to to do these things. I mean, not that Michael wouldn't if he could, uh, but like, we don't have the, we don't have the uh, the the spare free time to to do the things that satisfy us creatively. Like, it may take some time to find those things, but uh, um, we can let our let our creativity set us free. But with that, is the end of episode three. I'll see you guys later. Thanks Goodbye. for joining.